that he just smells like Axe body spray. Like that's what he looks like. To me. like I... <laughs> Buy this Axe body spray. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney, over there Steve. Hey. And today we have a very special guest, author, editrix, gaming buddy. Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. Plus actor. Plus actor, yes. <laughs> Molly Tanzer joins us today. Say yes. hello to all the people listening. Hi everybody, it's me. It's uh, Woman in Horror Month, so we have a woman. And we're talking about a movie that was horrible. Yeah, it's it's on theme. I like it. Loosely on theme, much like the basis of this movie. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. All right. So, all right. I've got to ask. Okay. I think we all agree that this was a horrible movie. Was there anything anybody liked about this movie? Well, let's, yes. let's tell everybody what the movie is first. The movie is called Dull. I mean, Call. Call. The Conqueror. Oh. Uh, 1997 flick starring... Kevin Sorbo. Kevin this Sorbo. film was an adaptation of The Hour of the Dragon by Robert E. Howard. Uh, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be the third Conan movie with Schwarzenegger. Right. Schwarzenegger yes. said no. Schwarzenegger said no, and Kevin Sorbo said, Well, I don't want to play Conan because Schwarzenegger already played Conan. And so the the producers or directors have said, Okay, well, you can play the other Howard Barbarian. Yeah, the the one that no one knows about. <laughs> no one knows about because he had three stories published. There's more like supplemental, I guess, expanded universe comic book shit written about Cole than actual Cole. Oh, yeah. yeah there were Conan as well. But there were three stories. Uh, one of the stories that this movie was based upon was By This Axe I Rule, which was rewritten as Phoenix on the Sword, the first yeah. Conan story. So I guess that story was so bad. That uh, Farnsworth said you can't use this, and he just re- reworked it into something good, and sold it as a Conan story. He said, "He said, Bobby, 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 Cull sucks." <laughs> and little did Farnsworth know that uh, many years later, Hercules himself would be playing Cull. Yeah, but really, he's playing Conan with another name. Yeah, they really just changed the names around. So what your question was, was there anything anybody liked about this movie? Yes. All right, yeah. let's start, start I, with I, Molly. I think, so. oh, oh, God. Um, I thought Tia Carrera was flipping great. I thought she was, like, acting in a better movie than the one that she was in, which isn't <laughs> saying much. But I feel like she was taking the assignment seriously and was having a really good time. And so, mm-hmm. like, I actually kind of enjoyed her performance. She was definitely uh, deliciously evil. Smoking hot, yeah, and deliciously evil, and just, like, unapologetic, and I can't say she was any better or worse than, I mean, I think her performance was better than, like, Sandal Bergman's was as the queen of evil or whatever she is in Red Sonia, and, I mean, I don't know, I, I just, I have a I have a love affair with, like, bad bitches as villainesses, like, right. the... the queen of Sorgo and Barbarella and stuff like that, and I just feel like she, I feel like she's totally... I was delighted in her in this film. Like it, if, if she had, if it had not been like a, if it had been like a boring bad guy that was like, oh, cool, like I'm gonna do these evil things. This movie would have been like 
even less watchable. <laughs> right, because Kevin Sorbo has the range oh. of a pellet gun. He's so terrible. It it it, uh, it really pissed me off because I, I saw this in the theaters. Oh, yeah, and uh, I'm I, sorry. I used to like anything if Sam Raimi's name was on it. I watched yeah. it. So I watched Hercules, all that. So I I liked Hercules. I liked Xena. That yeah. whole, it was campy enough that it was you know it didn't take itself seriously. And Kevin Sorbo was right for that role because he didn't have to have a range for that role. Here it seems like and when some parts he's trying to take himself seriously, and then some parts he's he's it, it was Kevin so, Sorboing it up. He's kind of I guess I was kind of expecting Hercules in a in a Conan film and I got what this movie actually was. What was the best part of the movie, Steve? Uh the credits? The credits? Yeah. Um the opening credits or the closing credits? Oh definitely the closing credits. I guess that I liked that they had people of color in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both of them? Three of them? Yeah. Who was the third? Oh, oh, yeah, random uh, sailor guy. No, no, the uh, his love interest, and I forgot her name. Um, the girl with the '90s hair at the end. The the girl who was his love interest, the tarot card reader. Right, 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 okay, sure, sure, sure. I forgot her name, so and that's my fault. Um, Escalante. Yeah, Lightfoot. Lightfoot is a is a Native American rapper, apparently. Oh yeah, and he's he's, he's actually a really good rapper. <laughs> and then there's a. Uh, there's Tia Carrera. So, and and those are pretty like dominant roles. It's too bad that it was a shitty film. It is a deeply shitty film. Deeply, deeply shitty. Yeah. The tiger. It is my totem. Oh my I god. That was a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now, for me, for me, there's there's two high points of this movie. <laughs> wow. Two high points. Wow. One of them is the the fight in the temple. Yeah, that fight. And he, that and was he the, somebody. Yeah, but just just that whole that whole scene where he f- hits the he misses the jump, you know, the action mm-hmm. hero jump, and instead of like hitting the ground, he just falls over. You know, that's that's kind of fun. But the second best part of the movie was Harvey Firestein. Yeah. Cow! <laughs> the the only thing I remember I remember two things from seeing it in the film. Aside from the fact that Kevin Sorbo was in it. Sure. One right. was Harvey Firestein camping it up. Oh, God, was he campy. And the other one was, like, the, the soundtrack. Or not, oh, my God, it was soundtrack, so bad. But the, okay, we're going to fight now, so put the distortion on the guitar. The title sequence alone looks like it was designed by a 12-year-old. Oh, my God. Like, we, need, we need metal and fire. Maybe they had a uh, Jasun... Sunni Productions make it. That guy already knows I can't stand it. <laughs> I'm trying to like remind myself. Okay, so I have to confess to you and to our viewers that I fell asleep in the middle of this. So I'm I'm trying to. I should have like looked at this beforehand, but I was having an adulting crisis before I came on this podcast. So I don't know. I just I had forgotten that that guy was in this, but he did do he did do an okay job. Harvey Firestein. Yeah, I mean he did his usual job of appearing in a film. Yeah, the the problem I think is that like they he was very campy and mm-hmm. and that's his shtick. I yeah. guess. So they had him doing his shtick. And and right. I guess it was to but it was like 
just so Kevin Sorbo could make a bunch of homophobic responses, reactions to him. No, that was not cool. Although, yeah, the politics of this film were like, extremely 90s to me. Like, I, I, the whole, like, in my nation, everyone may worship whom they please. And it's like, America! Like, it was, like, very weird in that way. And then... Yeah, and then except for the evil god that um Tia yeah. is trying to bring back. No, 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 for sure. I mean, well, the, I mean, one has one limits, right? But like <laughs> I I just feel like ones, right? <laughs> he's like no it shall be enslaved in my kingdom and like we'll sort of respect hot women and like and it's just like okay, but also gay jokes are totally fine and it's like what's up 1997? Like yeah, this is definitely like a 90s film like it it just it was I don't know it was almost painfully a period piece at this point but it's just interesting too and we don't have to get into Kevin Sorbo's modern politics but it was sort of interesting to me to see him saying things that I'm not sure if he might necessarily agree with now. I don't um, know if he agreed with him back then though. I have no idea. I haven't really followed his career because I always like Hercules was too goofy for me. Like Xena was my chosen thousand episode people in leather costumes slinging weapons show of choice of that era. It was definitely a better show. It was, yeah, it had that dark edge. Like I've, I've always maintained that Shira is to, or that Xena uh, is to Hercules as Shira was to He-Man. Like it is this slightly darker girl led one where people actually get killed. Right. And there's a lot more Bruce Campbell in it. Yeah. No, for sure. And Bruce Campbell probably could have played Cole better than Kevin Sorbo. Oh, especially Anyone. in 1997. I, in 1997, I would have made a better call. Like me at 15. Would yeah, have probably made a better. wasn't a believable barbarian. He was, no. He, none of his motive. Uh, so I guess we should like kind of talk about what this film was actually about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. What okay. was it actually about? Let's simmer down now. Okay, so there's a, the summary is Kevin Sor- Cull is trying to join the Special Forces Army of yep. the King of, um, um, what is it, Fallujah? Fallujah. Fallujah. And uh, through a series of wacky circumstances um, that are completely unbelievable, uh, the king slaughters his entire family because his son wanted to challenge him for the throne, so he just took care of them all. Cole kills the king, but he doesn't because the king revives just in time to say, I want Cole to be the king to replace me. Totally throwing secession to the wind. So yeah. Cole becomes king of Belusia just on happenstance because he was there. Because because the king actually has a very dark sense of humor and he's like, good, good luck, pal. Then, then the uh, rightful heirs conspire with an ancient evil sorceress who is oh, yeah. who is uh, Tia Carrera to take back the throne and succeed, kind of. And that's all well and good. After that point, um, because Cull is thought to be dead, but he's not really dead. Oh, right. yeah. After that point, Cull makes a series of decisions that make absolutely no sense. <laughs> so assuming that he wants to get his throne back, I don't understand why he just didn't, I'm not dead. I'm still alive. I'm the king. Because it's because uh, of the sorcery aspect of the yeah, sorcery film. Magic and also warriors. Like, I mean, I feel like the, the dragon guard or whatever they were, like those goobers were loyal to mullet. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember anyone's name. Or had a mullet. Wait a minute. <laughs> you, can't really, you can't really name a character mullet because. That's his name. What is his name? <laughs> mullet is General Talagaro. Sorry. I have the wiki. He didn't have a mullet was, was uh, Ascalante because he was bald. 
No, I'm just he, saying uh, that that guy's mullet was the was the most of the the most mullety of the mullets was like mullety, was, mullety was of general. I can't. I I've already forgotten his name after reading again. Caligaro. Right. Well, he was a completely forgettable character. Thompson yeah. Griffith with frosted tips. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. This movie. This there were so many mullets in this movie. It really should have been named Mullet the Conqueror. Yeah. Call the mullet oh. lord. Dull the mullet. Honestly, why would he like go on this big quest to do shit when he could have just revealed himself? Because I think because he had well, to get the because he had to get the the breath of cold to defeat the sorceress of hot. Like but, but people, <laughs> the, the people liked him. I mean, he was his first act aside from um, trying to get some was <laughs> to free the slaves. Yeah, Tia Carrera was. Like ultra powerful, and she had this. They, they. I mean, I just feel like, like I. I mean, I'm not gonna say I didn't ask myself that question, but I also feel like it makes fantasy sense because he needed to. Like he, I mean, how could he? How could he win without defeating her when she was super powerful? Right. Well, in in the hour of the dragon, the the story that this is supposedly based on. <laughs> <laughs> Conan. Is is king, and there's a conspiracy in another country against him, and they bring a powerful sorceress back to life to deal with it. Or yeah, it was a sorcerer in the story. Anyway, because Robert they, Howard. They, they, there's a, a huge battle, and Conan is defeated by subterfuge because you know it's the only way you're getting Conan. Yeah, um, and he's like imprisoned and has to escape and go on this quest to find the way to defeat the sorcerer. Because he's been legitimately dethroned and stuffed in prison, so it, there's there's a logic behind that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm there. Sure, yes, I'm here for you. There's a fantasy logic behind it, <laughs> as opposed to this, where like it, there's like a I feel there's a bigger jump that you have to make in this film. I guess, I guess I just feel that like, so, okay, so you're a former slave. And, well, does he really flee with free? I thought he only freed the he slaves. Tried, no, no, he tried to free the slaves and the guy from uh, Total Recall yeah. uh, said, you can't do that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm there. I'm there. With the law. And, but I just, I feel like it's a big ask. So you're like, oh, you're like, hey, my dudes, like I totally, I've tried to free you, free you, but then I, I totally didn't. So you have no weapons or anything. Like, would you like to stage an insurrection with me to fight heavily armed people and also a woman who can turn into like a literal fire demon? And I feel like that's a, I don't feel like he really had that high of a charisma in spite of being Kevin Sorbo. He certainly did not have high enough charisma. I'm I'm kind of with Molly on this because it's not like, you know, he was going to you know jump up off the, the, you know, burial thing, pull off his helmet and go, I live. And then the bad guys are going to go, Oh my God, he's alive. Let's run away. Yeah. I, I think he needed, I think he needed breath of cold. Right. So, so he, he, he escapes, he resurrects. Uh-huh. Um, they escape town and then our heroes have to travel to Skyrim yep. to, to find the breath. That's of when Vulcan. I fell asleep. Like I admit that I woke up and I was like, why are they in Antarctica? And then I kind of dozed off again and was like, I'll read the synopsis later. Like I, <laughs> I could not bear the thought of pausing it. It's like, I was so tired and I had had such a bad day, but I also was like, if I stop this movie, I will never start it again. Like I just had to push through. Cause it was so 
terrible. I started and stopped this movie three times. Oh my god! How could you? I just couldn't. I knew this was all your idea. So we get to Skyrim. Well, no. First, he has to go through the um, the he has to meet uh, homophobia where where (laughs) cocktails. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, motherfucker! The the cocktails were invented. It was uh, drugged. It was drugged. <laughs> Why do I have to come? I hate the smell of fish. There's in no way, shape, or form am I disparaging Harvey Firestein. He is a great actor, and he has a shtick. I just think that they used his shtick against him in this, and he probably regrets making this movie right. unless he was paid a lot. And I'm looking at this movie and thinking no one got paid a lot. Right. I'm gonna. I'll definitely name. I don't. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I, sometimes I think about like who is the MVP of like a fantasy movie. Where like, so you know how like Richard O'Brien is the only watchable part of the Dungeons Ampersand Dragons movie, mm-hmm. because he rewrote all of his own lines and so like gives a compelling performance in the midst of Jeremy Irons with blue lipstick and like a guy named Snails. Like, I can't decide if like he is that person or if Tia Carrera is that person, but he definitely seems like he was like there for some the- money. The two of them were definitely the most memorable parts of this movie. Yeah. I mean, you just remember, I mean, Tia Carrera is just. That hair. That hair and and the pout. Hair goals. She's definitely hair goals. And those contacts. Oh, yeah. No, I've always really liked her. Like, I just kept hoping that she, like, I just kept wanting to be like, I think the snake is asleep. Like, I just like love her from Wayne's World. And like, I just got really excited when I, when I saw her face and it was like, oh, yay. Like, I hope she gets a snake in this too, but she did not sadly. I'm very conversant at this point in fantasy films, but even I have never seen anything as stupid in a fantasy film as the like, you can't fight me with your axe. You have to light the sword on fire and fight me blindfolded in a lake. And I was just like, what the shit is this? Like, I just, I just really made me angry because it was so stupid and contrived and it it was just, I don't know. Like I, I just, it was like this movie is going to be bad because everyone in it is going to be dumb. Toxic mas- masculinity, the motion picture. Oh my god. I mean, yeah. I, I was surprised. It's like toxic masculinity, I think it goes above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. I well, I don't know, but in some ways, it's it's not. Like I, oh god, am I going to speak on behalf of Cole? I don't. I don't mean this <laughs> to be a compliment. I'm merely going to say I was surprised when he didn't have his way with tarot card girl first thing like i've seen some i guess i just didn't i didn't realize that this movie was going to be as god i don't want to say the word progressive but like uh like (laughs) not actively regressive as it was i was surprised that he gave a crap and that he backed off because Mm -hmm. i've seen many a fantasy film where she would have been like well okay and like that um, I mean, like, I mean, there's a pre- there's a there's a rape joke first thing in like Deathstalker, right? Like where mm-hmm. he saves a girl from being raped and then just tries to rape her himself, and then she like fools him and gets away, and he like fourth wall breaks and mugs at the camera where it's like, Ugh! and I'm just so that's more what I was expecting. So at least I was pleased that it wasn't dark in that way. With Lady Hawk being your lower asymptote, do we go below Lady Hawk or is it better than Lady Hawk? No, I would say it's better than Lady Hawk. I would say, I would say right here in front of God and everyone that Call the Conqueror is a better film than Lady Hawk. So there, there's something redeeming about it. Well, I mean, it's not Lady Hawk. I just that's feel like you're Lady Hawk baby me now. I feel like you're trying to get I, me to have a meltdown on no, this no, podcast no, no. about I, Lady the Hawk. The only reason I bring it up is because you had mentioned it when you were talking about it on Facebook. I am notoriously against it as a film. But no, this one this one does not I mean, Cole for all it is shitty does not have 
many of the things that make Lady Hawk the worst fantasy movie of all time, including a guy who could only fight with one sword and a murder plot, like where a, where Rucker Hauer is like, I'm not going to ask my girlfriend who is a bird if she would like to die if I fail, but I'm just going to assume that would be her will. So please, Matthew Broderick, murder her if I fail in this task. So like, no, I would actually say the gender politics are slightly more progressive than Cole, which is really sad too. <laughs> right. But I'm going to restrain myself and not go full well, ballistic on Lady Hawk right now. Like you said, Cole decides against taking um, Terror Lady against her will. Yeah. Because Cole does not take his women against right. her. Even though she was more than willing to because she would submit to her master's will. Yeah. Kinky. Yeah. The only reason he wants to free the slaves is so he can get a little. So. Yeah. I mean, and justify the means, maybe? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, you know, and then you have the whole I'm moody. Cole is moody moment with don't tell me what the destiny of a slave is. Turns his oh, back to the camera with the lash makeup. Yeah. Which, which surprisingly, they kept throughout the entire film. Well, they pay somebody for that to make right. sure that. But a lot of times, because of the way because of the way films are shot, they're usually shot backwards. So that scene would have been one of the final scenes shot. But he's he's got the scars all over his back. Pretty much any time you see his open back, which is probably two thirds of the film. Yeah. He does not wear a shirt. Nope. <laughs> nope. Which also strongly prejudiced me against it. Like, although I don't know. Okay. Like, I guess, I guess in terms of torsos in, in fantasy films, I'm not sure if Kevin Sorbo's naked, weird nineties muscles are better or worse than that bedazzled jerkin. Like, <laughs> that <laughs> that armor he was wearing. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, what was his name in Red Sonia? He's not Conan in Red Sonia. He plays, no, he's, he was supposed to be Conan in Red Sonia. Yeah. Sonya. And maybe that's the movie that broke him not wanting to do another. It's freaking terrible. Like, I am, even, I am, even I say that. And I I mean, I went into that movie really wanting to like it. And I and it failed me completely. Like, it it, it failed me on every every level. Yeah, I think I think. Brigitte Nielsen was probably the wrong actress for the job yeah. at that point in time. Oh my god, Lord Calador. Yeah, I don't like his. He wears like a weird bejeweled tunic thing that is the worst thing I've ever seen in a fantasy film. And isn't it short sleeves? It is. It's weird. It's, it's not got that big ass collar and it's short not sleeves. Cool. And, and it looks. It looks like he just came. He came. He rolled up from a disco. Oh, it was a painful film. Was, was, that film was that film Dino De Laurentiis? Wait, did it? What, what did you just ask me? Red was, Sonia. Was was De Laurentiis involved in that? Because there was a De Laurentiis involved yeah. in in Cull. I saw that. I was like, oh wow, like a like, a, like some kind of lesser De Laurentiis. If I it's remember, a generational. Disease. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. Laurentiis has been responsible for some egregious sword and sorcery. Films. Oh, sure. I mean, it's like it's like Roger Corman. Like, I mean, sometimes it's cool, and sometimes you're like, oh dear. Yeah. Like, like who does he owe money to? Yeah. What is it about the big heroic fantasy quest to make you go, oh yeah, that no kill thing? Fuck it. I feel like it's like a mis. I think it's misremembering rules from D and D, where like they're like, no, no, man, a priest can't use edged weapons, and they like, uh, but they were high. And then they were like, no, that means they can't kill anyone. And it's like, oh, that's right. That's totally right. And then they just didn't even bother to look it up. 
Look, man, it says right here, subdual rules. Yeah, oh. no, I, I feel like that's that's what that was my interpretation was like he's a monk. But that that happens a lot. Daredevil, the first season of Daredevil. I don't know if you've watched that, Molly. Nope. Um, but there's a point where uh, Daredevil also is pledged not to take a life. Um, he is beat to shit in a sewer with a with a bad guy who is mm. on his last leg as well. And uh, he, he, come on, you got to come with me. I can't, I can't let you die. That kind of thing, and and ends up leaving him. And you know he's going to die. Mm. Um, so technically, yes, he didn't take a life, but really he left him there to die. Well, wasn't the wasn't the bad guy the reform the newly reformed bad guy? Wasn't he like very insistent? No, like no, you go. I'll stay here and cover you. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was it was still it was kind of like so it was like die. it was like yeah, you he left him to die, but it was also that noble sacrifice. But speaking of, speaking of noble sacrifice, even Ascalante's sacrifice of himself, none of nothing had any kind of impact. Really, no, because it was, he didn't die. This was like an hour and a half of Hercules: well, The Legendary Journeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just throw a dude, and then he's out of the picture. Like, he's I like, whoa! I didn't know I was going to get tossed. Like, I would have enjoyed it more if it was an hour and a half of Hercules: The Legendary Journeys, because then I would have had his sidekick in there. Mm-hmm. And if it's an hour and a half of Hercules, you probably would get some um, Jaxa. You probably get some Bruce Campbell. Yeah, it would have been a good time. Little <laughs> little Xena. Yeah, I mean, they would have pulled out all the stops for the TV movie. It was kind of funny watching him talk about how, you know, he was a slave and he wanted to free all the slaves because, you know, he's such a noble barbarian guy. And then look how Kevin Sorbo actually reacted to um, cop on African-American violence, which was more or less um, he deserved it. They're mm-hmm. animals. Yeah, I think he was quoted as saying they're yep. like animals. So his politics are extreme. Well, I guess they're not extreme anymore. Like they're mainstream Republican politics. And two like, years ago, they were extreme. Yeah, weird times, uh, strange times. But yeah, I mean, I mean, well, they were- in my city, in my city, you can worship whatever god you want. Now he's like going out saying, "Yeah, the Jews killed Jesus." Yeah, I just wanted to remind. And he makes movies where. You know, it's completely obvious that you can't worship for God you want from his point of view. There's only one way to do it. So, right. So he learned nothing from being called. Uh-uh. Yeah, he he couldn't even learn anything from his shitty film, especially. <laughs> and I also just felt my intelligence was insulted by the ending of the film. I mean, like several times, I was just like, "Wow, this movie assumes that I am a dumb person, and I am very resentful of it." But then, like, when it was the like, his kingdom will be secured with a kiss and and then it was like i guess i better make out with this gross demon puppet and i was like is this really necessary like i just i don't know like it just seemed really like oh she's also gross and like oh he did have to make out with her and it's like i hate everything about this like i do like i just well how else was he supposed to implant the breath of Valka? no i mean that's fine i understand that for this terrible plot it was it tied it up in a bow but it was just also a stupid plot like that's oh yeah yeah that's my big complaint yeah, see, it actually did not have to be a kiss. It could have been anything. Yeah, he could have like breathed hard on her, eaten some garlic. Oh yeah, he could have. He could have super banded. Yeah, he could have belched. Yeah, yeah. Or the the cold power could have been a different MacGuffin. Yeah, 
They could have actually let um, Tarot Girl actually save the day. What? Oh, come on. Yeah, that doesn't that, happen. That happen. Girls don't ever deal the final blow. You know, it's like you have to knock them out or something so they don't hurt themselves in the final battle. Just like in that movie where Taco Bell is important and it's in the future. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you for thank you for following the clues on that one. Yes, that happens in that too, where it's like, babe, you're gonna hurt yourself, and he like knocks her straight, knocks her out, so he can go defeat her, defeat the bad person on his own. And I'm just like, I hate the '90s. Like Sandra Bullock. You gotta hurt yourself. I, I yeah. gotta go fight Wesley Snipes on my own. Also, a bad movie. Uh, yeah, but that song—that's that's a really good song. It is. Yeah, I don't know. It's that might really, be like, it's really hard to make a bad fantasy to make a good fantasy not, film, and that's part of it. And so I do tend to agree on the curve, but um, but yeah, I guess like it just—I don't understand why it's so hard to just like write something good, but it does seem nigh impossible. That's because they're not having the right people write it. Yeah. Well, so if if anybody anybody in the Hollywood production industry stumbles across this podcast, hire Molly Tanzer I've to never write your fantasy film. I don't know if I could do it either. Like I mean, you can do it. You can do better than Cole. I could do better than Cole. Um, but I've just, I've never written a script. Like I like it. It might be, and I've never dealt with like studio execs being like, well, I don't know. Like, can look, a girl look. hold a sword with her girl arms? Like, I don't know. I don't know the process for like which. I, I don't know anything about it. I just mean that, like, I it just seems really hard to make a movie with barbarians and swords and monsters and stuff that is not just like freaking terrible. And I don't know, I don't understand it. I think that this film in particular was written by committee. Um, mm-hmm. I think they, they were like, oh, heavy metal. Uh, people yeah. love heavy metal these days. Let's have <laughs> heavy metal in it. Um, mullets. Oh, well, you know, mullets are big right now. Everyone's got to have a mullet. You know, oh, Kevin Sorbo. The kids love, love the kids love the Hercules. And I think just like every part of this movie was like it was somebody had like a focus group mm. and just went down the list of what the focus group wanted in a in a fantasy film. And that's the movie we got. So uh who should our bad guy be? Um uh should it be a man or a woman? Oh, let's let's make it a woman. Let's oh yeah, have- that's really progressive. <laughs> In 1982, when Conan the Barbarian came out, I feel like the ideas in that film were interesting. And they remain, at least to me, to be interesting in terms of, like, wrangling with them. Whereas, like, the idea in 1997 that, like, it's not cool to impinge on people's ability to worship and also slavery is bad. It's just like, wow, really? Like, even in 1997, like, we were all pretty sure that that was true. So I don't really feel like there is, like, any backbone to the film or any core of philosophy or anything. So... Well, yeah, yeah, Cole seems to be a contrarian where it's like, yeah, he, he comes in, he becomes the king, and it's like, well, we keep slaves in this kingdom. Cole says no one should be a slave. No, I was on a pirate. Wasn't he on a pirate ship? Is that what? Yeah, he was, was on a pirate ship. Did I make that ship. up? Okay, good. In this kingdom, no one can worship whoever they want. He's like, ah, Cole says let them worship who they want. And he, it's Except not like this is what he actually believes. It's that. You know, this is the status quo. So, Call as King is going to say whatever is counter to the status quo. There's no real adventure here. It's like they sail to Skyrim, they go into a cave, and then they get out and they're walking. And it's like, okay, let's. There's there it is, and they go through there, and boom. Mm-hmm. You know, the Valka thing. There's no ice monsters. There's no. There's no. It's not a journey fraught, fraught with peril or anything like this. Like, did Just you really boring. earn this? No. 
I mean, even even eighty two Conan, you know, you feel like Conan earned the accomplishments he had. Yeah, regardless of what I think of the actual film. fought against many. Like, let us not let us like let us not forget that it is even it is even explained to us the importance of the scenes where the stakes are made clear by lessons. Right. Right. And then you have and then you have the end of this film where he takes over, he's the king, and, and we got bad 90s haircut. Mm-hmm. With uh, Didn't she have frosted tips in that, too? She did. She got a gray streak from carrying the wind inside her, because that's how oh, it that's works. Right. Yeah, because magically cold wind causes you to prematurely gray. Cold makes you go gray, it's true. Yeah. Well, it, 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 there has to be a way to, for everyone to know that you have the power of cold. Well, yeah, all the ice all over her. <laughs> didn't. No, really, didn't. she's cold. Yeah, it's cold, guys. Frigid as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's, it just feels like it feels like at the end where he's he sits down, you know, he puts got the crown on his head, and he's he's I am the king by this axe I rule. Okay. It just really doesn't feel like he accomplished anything. Okay. Good. And he really didn't rule by that axe. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, really. First yeah, off, the, like, by this axe, axe, I just randomly picked up somewhere. He threw away his axe, and he did everything with a sword until the very end, when he realized that he sucks at sword. And he had to win by defeating a bad guy with an axe. But his axe had nothing to do with ruling. It was by the by the uh, grace of his girlfriend that he yeah. ruled. By this cold-ass breath, I be rule. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that about wraps it up for our discussion yeah. of Cole the Conqueror. Good time. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Special thanks to Molly for coming out and joining us. My for, pleasure. Uh, I'm always yes, thanks, Molly. Always down to watch a terrible fantasy film. Like I, I, I seriously drove an hour and a half in the snow once to finally catch a viewing of Hawk the Slayer. So like. This was this was right up my alley. Hawk the oh, Slayer right. also better than Call the Conqueror. Until next time. Oh yeah, keep keep thirty luck points. Thirty luck points. Cheers. Cheers.